Hello, people. This is our first podcast right now. So this is our first time. We have no idea what we're doing right now. But we're going to have a conversation tonight. This is our drunken conversations. This is what we're going to talk about right now. So our first conversation tonight is going to be about racism. Because that's an easy topic to talk about. That's easy? It is. Because obviously we are an uh, interracial couple because you guys can see us. Why is that obvious? How, how can they see us? Does my voice sound black? Does my voice sound white? Hmm. No. So, racism in America nowadays, it's out of control. Like, now it's, like, okay. Racism is okay because who is in control? And it doesn't make sense. I mean, what does it make sense about that? That he's in control or that people are... People are out and about and waving their racist flags. That's okay to be racist now. Like, it's... We had a conversation where you said that before you came to metropolitan area, you considered yourself pretty racist or... Oh, yeah. I hated them. Hated them all. So, you know, you represent like 45% of America right now. Yeah, but it's... Your past, I should say, represents that. Yeah, no, my past is that, but it's basically me making not bad decisions, but wrong decisions. Mm Because, like, where I I was originally from St. Louis. So you want to say uninformed decisions, not wrong. No. Uninformed. Ill-informed. Ill-informed. Because not... I, you had information. I wasn't, yeah, I was informed, wasn't. but there, it was the wrong information. And in my mind, if you're not white, then you're wrong. Ooh. I mean, you know, that's, you know, could and be then, for a lot of Americans. Right. And, you know, me, um, where we are right now on the East Coast, when I drove back, uh, you know, toward West to go back home... Uh, during like you know, 2016 election, like seeing that, I knew that Trump was going to win. I knew it. I saw it. Like there, there were so many white people that were so against what they saw that the country was, uh, what they saw was it was turning into, and it, it. That's why he got elected. People felt like you know they were his chance. They they were their chance to have a voice to be. He was their voice to be hate. So you think it was more about racism and not really about values? Because a lot of people are saying, you know, Hillary didn't have their values. But I don't think so, Trump did either. So I, was, I think they voted for him because he was a white man. Because a lot of people couldn't see themselves voting for a woman. I feel like most of middle America voted for Trump because it was... Um, not the norm. He was not a politician. They wanted something outside that 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 aspect. They wanted somebody that was going to do something different. Well, and, and he could have. He could have. If it was somebody else, he could have done something better. He could have done something different. Well, I've heard a phrase that says that a lot of people voted for him because he's the guy you want to have a beer with. Is there truth? No, to, is, them. is there truth to that? No. Like, he's the guy that's like, you know, you want to just. Fuck around and go to the bar with. I mean, if it's you're a lot of fun, 
you know, and he seems successful because of all his business ventures. Even if you dig deep, he's really not. If you're... Um, no. But he presents as successful and a fun guy. I mean, now, like, if we're looking at it right now in 2018 or 2019, yeah, I want to have a drink with him because he'll say some stupid shit. And you want to record it and put yes, it on. Yes, that's going to go online. <laughs> it's not going to do anything, obviously. No, apparently not. Everything that he's recorded right. has not resulted in anything of a consequence happening. Yeah, true. So, so no. Really make a difference. He's not the person I want to have a drink with. And... All right. There's, wow. There's the first wow. one. That's the first one. All right. That's the first drunken burp. Uh, but... Of many to come. I... 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 I, I I get why people vote for him. I just don't understand why people will still stand by him. And it's... Well, it's like when you're... This is how I was raised. Like, you just... You don't air your dirty laundry from as far as family's concerned. So I feel like that's a lot of what Republicans are doing right now. They don't want to air their dirty laundry. They are going to protect him so that the multitude doesn't look stupid. They'd rather save face... And say values. Yeah. The Bam. One, I like that. <laughs> the ones who like really are all about him and be like, oh no, he he's gonna like he's gonna save the party, he's gonna do this. And like Alright, so before we go any further, so it's that this is not gonna be a whole like Trump bashing thing that we're doing. So Obama We will segue people. He created the intro to the economy that we're doing, yes. And then what Trump has done, to some aspect, yes, has you know sustained that economy. The economy is very, very strong in America right now. But, I don't think it was Trump, though. It was already you know, in an uptick. Right, but another president could have came in and tanked it. Not saying he's doing a great job, but like he, what he's done, he's stabilized a, it. Right, not, not not stabilized it. He he's he's allowed it to grow. It's like it's like it's like if you know your buddy gives you a plant to watch over the weekend, and then all of a sudden it's like you ain't got to do shit to it, just watch it, and it'll grow. And that's what he does. He's just got to stare at it. If he fucking fucks with it, it ain't gonna do anything. So he uh, he's just there. He's staring at that plant, and that's the best thing he's done. Well, okay, so yeah, yes. so that points. If that's what he's done and America's based on capitalism, they definitely look at him like he's a, a hero if we're going off of that, which I don't really think he should be credited for growing the economy because I don't really think he's done anything no. to do it. But at the same time, a lot of you are going to look at him like a hero because the quanti- economy, quote unquote, is growing. It really is. It's pretty stable and, like, you know, even keeled. Um, it's growing, like, and a minuscule amount, and if he brings jobs back from factories, blah blah blah, from overseas, cool, great, awesome. But those are not the jobs that people want to take in America. But that's not what he wants to do. He doesn't like coal's not coming back. Stop talking to people like coal mines are coming back. First of all, they shouldn't. It's not healthy for people. People die. Republicans don't care about that. They want it. Doesn't it's it, no it's money. No rich Republicans don't care about that. The poor Republicans who don't know any better want jobs. There ain't a lot of poor Republicans. There are a lot of poor Republicans. Where they, they at? They're white and they live in Appalachia and they live in, 
you know, and they live in middle America where they prey on their white supremacist support and make them feel like they're going to really be behind them, but they don't have their backs either. So again, you know, there was a movement many, many years ago where the white working class was going to, you know, kind of come together with the Black Panther Party and the civil rights movement and have a collective. Mm -hmm. They fucking put a stop to that shit. Like, hardcore stopped it. So after that, they divide and conquer, right? So they're, they're making white working class or white underprivileged feel like black people are against them or brown people are against them and going to take their jobs when that's the furthest from the facts that it could be. So they're creating hate so that people don't coalesce against the rich. That's what they're doing. They're just dividing and conquering and everybody needs to realize that. Yes. And I feel like, so we got away from the, our a little bit away so, from the point. Yeah. All right. So, so we'll we, we, back, we, we've been drinking. Back. That's the whole point of the show. All right. We're circling back right now. So, from the beginning of the show, we talked about it's going to be about... Stop laughing. Why are you laughing? Because uh, we thought, said it was going to be about like interracial relationships. And, and we, we not, didn't even start off no, with that topic. Not at so, all. So, okay. Coming to the it, point of the episode. Yes. Being an interracial relationship. So, me as a white man, uh, before I came to you know the East Coast, I felt that... As a white man, I deserved better. Like I, 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 I deserved the best, and that's what I should get. And, and you know, any other culture I see is less than I am. And the way I was raised, I feel that 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 is what I believed. And oh, right, wrong, or indifferent. That. But right, wrong, or indifferent, it, that, that's what I was taught. That's way where I lived. Like, in my high school, I had probably three black students and one Asian. And, you know, you watch TV and it's like, if you see a group of black kids walking towards you, you go to the other side of the street. It doesn't matter what they look like. You move to the other side of the street. I mean, on the flip side, I've done the same thing. If I see too many white people walking towards me, I move on the side of the street because... They're probably serial killers. Okay. As you how, should. And that's how I was raised. Like, there's a fear on both sides. But we really only talk about the fear against black people. Which is completely... Because white people are in power. Right. Exactly. Which is completely unwarranted. Yeah. If we wanted to take over, we would have many, many years ago. That has not never been our agenda. Our agenda has always been to live in harmony and succeed in the country that we were forced to be in. We've always just wanted to have our own respect and our own feeling of inclusion. That's really our end game is inclusivity and equality and equity. That's all we really wanted. We don't want to be better than anybody else. We don't want to be, you know, suppressing anybody. Mm -hmm. That's never been our goal. And I, I think that white people are afraid to understand that because if they do, they got to really give up their own power. 
and they they don't know how to handle that because they don't know what to do without the power. They don't know who they are without white privilege power. Well, there's the proof of that with the whole Georgia election, Florida election, all that stuff like that happened recently. Uh, but it, it's sometimes it can, it, it can be more than just you know what you've been told it can also be to where like you know what you've experienced what you've seen and well let me back you up what was one of the things that was a turning point for you as far as how you thought about race and relations because even the term interracial is not really like there's no such thing as race so it's like okay we're yeah we're different backgrounds culturally and physically speaking but what was the thing that was a turning point for you that said I could date somebody outside of my race? Like, I'm okay with that. Like, when I, when I was, it, it, but honestly, it was seeing them as the same as I am. Like, it's not like looking at somebody as like, oh, it's not, it's a different race. It, you know, who I am, like, they're different than who I am. It, it's. The fact that it's the person who I am attracted to, it, it's who I who I could see myself with. It wasn't about like what color their skin is or what they have, you know, in their experience. It, it's about you know who they are. And once I moved to New York, and it was really eye-opening to me to see the fact like you know the world is not what's been painted to me it's what I'm going to paint for it and it's amazing what I've seen in my life and what I've experienced and stuff like that and it's like I feel like a lot of people who even my friends back in Missouri and you know where I've grown up that really are close-minded had they come up here and spent a lot of time up here, they would realize the fact that, you know, the world's more diverse than just white and black or, you know, poor or rich or... So would you say part of it is demographics and the fact that if you do not grow up around people that are not like you, it's harder for you to have a perspective? Yeah. I feel like it's 100%, not 100%, it's like 90% nurture... Nature. No, no, I'm sorry. Wait. Nature versus nature versus nurture. So it's like what your your environment that you're you're Bread allowed in. to live in will will determine you know most of what you can do, and it's your internal nature that allows you to strive forth. So you know, it, and that's the whole problem with a lot of like you know African Americans who are forced to live in like you know, downtown lower economy areas that, you know, they, they don't have the same options that a suburban white family has, even if they are worse people, like they'll, their child will have better options than what a, you know, a child who was, you know, put in a worse situation that, you know, not going to stereotype anything, but it, it it's it's a shit hand that this kid would get, as opposed to like you know what situation like you know a white kid in suburban America would have, but 
no one's saying one's better than the other, but America itself is saying that, like, you know, if you're white in the suburbs, you have a better chance of survival than... Absolutely. And and it doesn't make sense. It makes sense to what the hand that everybody's been drawn, but here's, it ain't fair. Here's how I posit it all the time. It's a race, right? So, it... it you're at a certain line in a race, but you're not starting off at the same place. Yes. So the white person's starting off he- at one place, and the black person and the brown person is starting off two miles behind them. They have a lead. So, of course, it's most likely that they're going to cross the finish line first. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I can make it make sense to people, because... A lot of people want to say it's America and everybody has the opportunity to make something of themselves. Yes, they do, but you don't have the same opportunity when you don't start off at the same place. It's just impossible to get to the same end result if you don't start off at the same begin result. So how do you rectify that? The only way to rectify that is to start getting to know people. Like I really truly believe that it's hard to be a racist if you start to get to know people of different backgrounds and you have them in your lives, like once you know people personally on an intimate level, it's hard if you judge them negatively. Well, a good example of that is actually the um, um, Queer Eye episode on Netflix, the new the new season where it was the uh, Karamo had uh, the, he was he's like the only black. He is the only black on the He's show. He's the only black on the show, and um, they had to deal with a police officer um, that they all submitted for this um, show. So if you don't know, Queer for the Straight Guy is a show where people um, submit their friends, their families, all like that, where a bunch of like uh, gay men who are amazing, who will basically transform somebody's life, whether it's like fashion or function or like their lives, their their... their not cooking style, because what's his name? A- Anton only is supposed to be those avocados all around. That's all you get. Anthony. But other than that, um, he does, uh, the, the show does great things. It, it's amazing. If you have not seen it, Netflix, watch the first season and you'll cry your heart out. I mean, this is the second iteration of the show. The first iteration was in the early 2000s, I think. Um, but I will say this, this recent revamp of the show is better. I love the characters. They're really sincere. Um, obviously, Jonathan's my favorite. He just, he warms your heart. There's no way you can't love him. Um, but getting back to the point, um, you know, just being around different types of people makes you understand that everybody has to, is deserved of being loved, no matter your religious background, because I know a lot of the times... Uh, religion could be an obstacle to you accepting people, even though, especially in Christianity, Christianity preaches understanding and forgiveness, but a lot of people don't know how to practice that, but, you know, that's a topic for another time, I'm going to circle back to what we're talking about, um, so, dating a black woman, how's it been? We're talking about interracial relationships, so, I've always gone against the whole angry black woman stereotype and kind of maybe been overly nice to people to prove that I'm not that 
um, as far as people outside of my race. Yes, but hold on. Before, before we go to that, so go to the whole thing when we were talking about Queer Eye. Yeah, but we're, we're not going on the queer thing right now. No, I understand that, but it was like Karamo is the only black man on the show, so when they were going to the town, I think it was, a, yeah, they're all in Atlanta, Georgia. And, Which is uh, very black, black, black. But they were driving, and Karamo was the um, driving the car, and they got pulled over. By a white cop, and he was very, very nervous because in the show they they played it off as if it's like, oh, what's going on? But then it was the fact that um, the guy that pulled them over was another police officer who submitted the opportunity for the um, police chief or somebody that was involved in it to um, to be be involved. He was the, the one that was going to turn around. Right. So, but eventually, uh, so Karamo met with the. Um, Target, the guy who was in charge, the candidate, was, yeah, the candidate that was going to be uh, Target had a makeover. <laughs> he um, and he talked about it. He's like, you know, I just they had a very heart heart conversation saying that, like, you know, Karma was like, you know, I just need you to understand, not all black people are evil. And then the police officer said, not all police officers want to kill black people. But the term evil, I don't really think most people are not evil. No, but the fact that most black people who are caught by a white cop do get either... You have three options. If you are a black person, that you get stopped by a white cop. Either you're getting a ticket, you're getting arrested, or you're, or you're getting, getting shot. shot. I mean, look at the guy recently that was actually a armed bouncer at a club. Yeah, I'm done with that. Like, no. this shit was crazy. It was crazy. And he no. wanted to be a cop. Yeah, he had been trained to be a cop, and so... Donald Trump and all the Republicans say good people with guns will stop bad people with guns. That's the whole point. Arm them. That's why he's saying teachers should have guns, all stuff like that. So there was a good guy with a gun. All right? He was armed with a gun. Who dictates who's good and bad? I'm sorry. Who who is the person, the arbitrator that says who's good and bad? No. But in this situation alone, you... I know. I get it. It's just it's infuriating, and we're getting off topic. Here. No, we're not. This is this is still on race. So it's this is a hundred percent about race. But we were talking about interracial relationships originally. Well, we don't. <laughs> we're talking about race. What are we talking about? All right. I'm sorry, people. We're a little tipsy. It's fucking drunk conversations. Yes, we're gonna be tipsy. Anyway, so this guy he gets his carry permit. He does not have his concealed carry permit. He, I, something about that. There's something about the fact that he should have had the gun, he shouldn't have the gun, whatever it is. So, um, he's a bouncer, an off-duty... Security whatever guard, he's doing, whatever yes, he is. For a bouncer for a bar or a club, and then some guy comes in and wants to shoot the place up. He stops him and he shoots him. Shoots the armed gunman. The cops come, shoot the bouncer, and kill him. The guy that saved the day, the guy, the, the good guy that had the gun, got shot and killed. So obviously, and of course the the guy that had the, the the guy that got shot and killed was a black man. So obviously that is the stipulation. You got to be a good guy with a gun and not be not white. You got to be white. But. You instantly become not a good guy when you do not use proper judgment. Just because 
you're white with a gun and you're a cop does not make you a good guy. And I feel like there's a lot of stigmatism behind that. Like a lot of the times, well, first of all, let's just say cops do not get proper training fit psychologically to handle certain different types of situations. You go, it's like basically going to the army. You go in there fucking like 18. You get trained on weapons. You get trained on physicality. You get trained on stats. You get trained on all that bullshit. You do not get trained on psychologically how to deal with people and how to deal with different types of environments. That is not part of the training, and it should be. You barely even have to have a fucking degree to get into either one of these fucking types of work that are protecting people and are able to call a life. You're able to say, I'm going to kill a person or I'm not without. I need more education to be in tech than I do to, to fucking be a police officer or in the army. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I just don't understand this. Like, so, for me, it just doesn't make sense that color equals... Intelligence? Not intelligence. Equals um, an escape or an out for a certain behavior. Like, and honestly, I think it's a blue code because I don't even think, I think even black and, and Asian or Latin cops would probably still be under the same thing. They also need the same training and they probably still have an out because there's a blue code and you guys protect your own. But at the same time, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Like if you did something fucked up, you did something fucked up, like the same way a civilian has to suffer the consequences, you should have to suffer the consequences. Like it's not, yeah, it's not an out. It's not an out. Like, you didn't do anything extra to get that out. Like, it's just not fair. So, at the, at the same time, like, you need to really understand your circumstances and your environment and the people that are in your environment. And the fear has to go away. Like, the fear cannot be there when you're in law enforcement, in any branch of law enforcement. It just doesn't make sense. And you should be cautious of absolutely, but... The level of fear that's there is completely unnecessary in most neighborhoods. There are certain neighborhoods where the violence is really escalated, but in most neighborhoods, I would say it's not the case. And please don't at me because, you know, you can disagree, but this is a podcast and this is our opinion. So. Well, I also can't at you because we have not said who we are yet. Um. Okay, back to our interracial or... Now that we have... Relationship. Two minutes left of um, the podcast. So this is the, this will be the format. We start with the topic, and we go off topic, and, and then we, we go try, back on and topic, we, and we try to try to circle back on some things. So, but um, all the point we'll is, we'll have guests too, guys. We'll have guests. Yes, and it, you you, it's to get you to think. Like what what matters to you? I, we're not trying to change what you think. We're trying to just you know. Get you to, you know, to understand what it is that is happening in the world. Or what's like, possible in the world. Like, yes. we are two people who never thought we would ever be together. Like, hands down. Yes. We weren't each other's type. We weren't somebody that we would ever think we would go for. 
Um, but underneath all of that, it was who we are that attracted us to each other and our dislikes and our likes and our, you know, the similarities that have nothing to do with the external things that you see about people is what brought us together. And if everybody could try to be a little bit more open like that, I think that would be a positive because, you know, you could really be doing yourself a disservice and, and just passing people that would be great in your life by because you have certain prejudices or certain, you know, things that you say no to. All right, so here we go. Final words right now. So, um, right now, you had to say... Say one sentence to a racist white man against black people. What would you say? We are not here to conquer you. We are here to be among you. All right. And then for myself, what would I say to, you know, a black person who feels like that we are? And honestly... I don't know, because they have every right to feel that way, and I, you know, I, I do apologize. But that's not enough, and I feel like with what we have done as a white people in this country, we have a lot more makeup tour. So this is our first episode. We don't know what's going to happen after this. We don't really even have a name, but you know, when we get on on our p's and q's, we'll get back to use. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was that was, that was kind of awesome, actually. Right? It was corny, but awesome. All right, I loved it. All right, guys. So, the end of the episode. We'll Thanks. see you next time. Thanks for listening. Stop.